Karen Shoutin, a Christian mother from Iowa, in an interview with the New York Times regarding traditional Christian values, claimed, It takes a stronger woman to submit to a man than to want to rule over him. It is well known that men are more likely to be conservative than women. Christian conservatives favor social conservatism, including the traditional gender roles or the authority of men over women. However, women make up a substantial portion of the Christian right. A group of evangelical Christians who have had increasing influence in the Republican Party as well as America in general. In this podcast, I argue that women had just as much of a role in the rise of the Christian right as men. From the rise of the right in Southern California to the influential and controversial figure of Anita Bryant, to how modern day Christian women shape the narrative of evangelical sexuality. Today, we will look deeper into the often overlooked yet significant role of women within the Christian right from the 1960s to modern day. This is Emily Perry, and you are listening to Transforming America. And I equated when I was a younger woman being female with being less than in the economy of God. And that is, that's heresy according to biblical narrative. Biblical narrative does not say you're less than if you're a woman. There are times we function differently in the body of Christ, but our value is absolutely equal to that of a man of God. Bible teacher and author Lisa Harper's analysis of the function versus value of women in the evangelical faith is a perfect representation of the role of women in the rise of the Christian right in Southern California. The rise of the right is often symbolized by the movement for the nomination of Barry Goldwater. This movement was a catalyst for modern Christian conservatism. In her book, Suburban Warriors, Lisa McGurr explains the pivotal role of Southern California in this movement. We discussed the causes of the rise of the right and its connection to Goldwater in a previous podcast. Today, we are not focusing on the causes, but on the suburban women who made the Goldwater candidacy possible. Women were not the face of the Goldwater movement in the 1960s. Rather, they worked relentlessly behind the scenes of the grassroots movement. McGurrow describes in her book how groups led by predominantly women invited neighbors over to sign nominating petitions or hit the pavement to gather signatures. In a mere two days, these grassroots activists garnered 50,000 names. McGurr claims that these kitchen table activists have fundamentally shaped the course of American politics. While the work of these Goldwater women was often in obscurity, in the 1980s, one woman became the face of the Christian anti-gay rights movement. Her name was Anita Bryant. I have been blacklisted for exercising the right of a mother to defend her children and all children against their being recruited by homosexuals. Because I dared to speak out for straight and normal America, because I dared to challenge the immoral influences of homosexual recruiters. Anita Bryant lives in infamy now for being the face of a homophobic movement, yet her significance cannot be overlooked for two reasons. First, the widespread mobilization of her Christian evangelical followers set the stage for conservative Christian groups that would later be known as the Christian right. Secondly, according to Tina Fetner in her book How the Religious Right Shaped Lesbian and Gay Activism, claims that Bryant actually helped the gay rights movement by providing a national platform and inspiring this movement to create organizations to fight the attacks of the Christian right. 
Bryant also inspired women's organizations such as Concerned Women for America to engage in kitchen table activism by gathering in small groups to write representatives. However, Anita Bryant's role reveals the dark side of being a female activist in the Christian right. While much of America rejected her views, her fall from fame came from her own followers, not her opposition. According to Fetner, Bryant lost her credibility after her divorce, as she no longer had a traditional family. The Christian right elected Ronald Reagan, a divorced and remarried man, yet rejected Bryant in the same year, showing the treatment of women within Christian activism. The relationship of two married people is one of the most important relationships for evangelicals, second only to their relationship to God. Sex and the religious right are rarely talked about in the same sentence, unless it's regarding homosexuality or premarital sex. However, Kelsey Burke, in her book, Christians Under Covers, researches how many evangelicals in the modern day are discussing sex quite graphically online. So, my work traces how evangelical Christians in the 21st century use the internet to promote the idea that God wants for married heterosexual couples to have fantastic sex lives. There are Christian-friendly online shops, as well as evangelical online forums, where people can pose questions and post answers regarding sex in anonymity without judgment from their fellow churchgoers. Women are prominent users and customers on these websites. One evangelical woman in Burke's book, by the pseudonym Samantha, founded and ran one of these online stores. However, with growing openness, at least in these online communities, regarding the taboo topic of sex, there still appears to be a gender gap. Many of these users still encouraged women's submission to men. While female pleasure was discussed, women were less likely to express interests to challenge normative gender roles, according to Kelsey Burke. This displayed that even in these seemingly more progressive sites, they still maintained men's privileged status in a marriage within the Christian right. Women have had key roles in the rise of the right, Christian social movements, as well as expanding evangelical sexuality between married couples through online platforms. However, there is a gender gap in terms of the standards for women and men in the Christian right. However, many women within the religious right take some form of the idea promoted by Lisa Harper, that while a woman's function in the world is different than men, their value in the eyes of God is no less. While many traditional family values are important in the Christian right, it would be naive to overlook women's role in this social and political group that carries so much influence in this country. You've been listening to an episode of Transforming America, a podcast about the religious right, its origins, people, ideas, and the way it's changed the political and social lives of all of us. Transforming America is produced by Lehigh University students working together to understand the Christian right and share it with you in short episodes like this. Please join us on this journey. Subscribe to Transforming America so you don't miss the dozens of other episodes in this series.